Do you ever yeah. wear a trucker hat? Do I look like a guy who wore a trucker hat? No, you look like a Barnes Noble dad. So no, for sure yeah. not. Oh, sorry. I like reading and, and wisdom. <laughs> what a burn. I'm such a dummy idiot. Am I being gaslit? I don't understand what's happening right now. Absurd. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 524 of the podcast. I'm one of your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of idiocy and we're committed to sharing you on things that entertain but do not matter. To find out more about these anti-biscuits pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and we're still on the thing we call Twitter at PodcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be answering some QTNAs. But before we do that, you guys, a recent tweet that I loved. Yes, I still call them tweets. Please respect my privacy. It came from Aaron Summers who wrote, sometimes when a book comes out, it's like, thank God that person has been posting about it for three years. Now we'll know peace. Well, guys, in the spirit of that sentiment, after 37 long herring months, the podcast's 10th birthday is finally over. Thank you to the 3,200 of you who came in person to Austin and Atlanta and to the more than 3,000 of you who joined us in the live stream for Austin. We hope you had the very best time because we had the very best time. Those were my favorite live shows out of the 20 we've ever done. But do not fret. If your FOMO is FOMOing hard, you have one last chance. Our beloved video editor, Madison, has taken the Austin live stream and created a fun little treat for those who missed out on it all. It's an abbreviated and edited version of the show, but it still includes almost two hours of delightful idiocy. So head to knoxandjamie.com slash replay to snag this video that you can keep for always. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Jamie, we are doing uh, some QTNA today. I I was 100% sure we've done like two of these a year for the last several years. Yeah, it's been a out, long time since yeah, we've done we them. actually don't do these like anymore. I, I, when we buried them... When we were doing videos, evidently we buried them for good. 
Um, I think so we, we were, we'd run, we, well, run when we, we were doing the videos, there's a lot of PTSD and mostly Aaron's PTSD about those QTNA videos. And so I think we, we had to put them away for a season so that we could come. It's like, you know, what is the thing? Kiss it. And then it'll come back to you. I don't know. That's exactly how it goes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for landing that. Aaron, is that the worst thing? Like you, like, you know, there's like, there's always not fun things you have to do like right. at work. Is that the thing that you're like, I really would never want to do that. Number one draft pick. Uh, no, I think it's number two, actually. Uh-oh, what's, what's number, number one? one? Number one is probably when I had to sit in the back of Jamie's Kia. Sportage. <laughs> Sportage. And uh, be the cameraman and the audio guy. And the producer. Yeah. And the producer and the talent wrangler. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and craft services. <laughs> and, and you did that. And that is the, only the second time Knox and I had ever been in the same room. Yeah. And I, you to this day. Aaron's, and the emotional like support link between the two yes, of you. Yes. To this yeah. day, Aaron's contact photo is a picture of her in the back of my kitchen. And it was footage. like a hundred and five It was degrees. July. It was, that was July. The important, that was the important detail. I wanted to make sure that you remembered <laughs> yeah. and didn't repress. And, and that we couldn't run the air because that was messing up the mics. Yeah. And which, neither of us were actors. look back at the quality of that video. <laughs> It's terrible. It's the worst. Yeah. And, but I, the fact that we we're like, yeah. no, it needs to sound good. Yeah. It needs to sound professional great. Yeah. Okay. So and, the, the, and that and that the product wasn't any good is also it really it really sits in my chest. One day I would like to do a whole episode of snake drafting all the things she's hated doing at this work. I have a list. I have a notes. There's a notes app. app, right? I do it. Might be a, might be a two porter. Might be a two porter. You know, <laughs> never know. Never know about that. Um, what's your general vibe on QTNAs, Jamie? Like ever since that moment, do you feel do you feel good about them? I love them. Listen, they're my okay. I, they're weirdly my favorite thing, but I've never demanded like. I want to do more of these because yeah. I know how important uh, movie previews are. So I don't okay. push, I don't push it, but I yeah. would love to do these more often. They're super fun. The questions are so weird and like yeah. diverse. Um, so we, we got a ton of Q2As, uh, but we wanted to go through some examples first of like, you know, this, like, I thought this was good enough to talk about, but like, it didn't really like make space for the episode. Sure. Um, so we got one Christy underscore, I think it's L underscore Harris. What's the male equivalent of Chick-fil-A moms and Taco Bell moms? I'd never thought about this. I know, I'd never and it's perfect. This. Well, because we're constantly just making fun of women and not forgetting. We're forgetting how ridiculous men are. And we're not taking advantage of talking about Who's them we? Who is we? No, I, not us. Not us. I gotcha. mean the we out there. Okay. Culture. No, uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. I liked just to comment. One of the follow-up comments to Christie's what came from Emma Gorm, who said, it's smoking meat dads or World War II trivia dads. Which okay, I did like only, that. I like that, but it's she's not, not perfect. She's in the right church. I don't know that she's in the right pew. I Got would. It. I would say it has to be. Uh, to me, the whole crux of it is it has to be like one has to be one experience in a shared uh, uh, medium, and the other has to be a lesser experience. Like Chick Fil A okay. and Taco Bell are in the same hemisphere, right? No, I agree with that. I, so I think Emma is almost there, like you said. Yeah. What is? Can I say mine, and then you can tell me from a male perspective if I'm right. I think it is uh, Barnes and Noble dads, okay, and Home Depot dads. Okay, the way you said, if I I could tell you from a male perspective, if you're right, it felt like a trap. So I don't know how to answer this. You know, (laughs) no, I'm just saying you feel like I'm gonna be honest. You feel like a Barnes and Noble dad, and then there are other dads that are not you that feel like Home Depot dads. Um, okay, I got you. You're uh, calling me an inside dog. Uh, you're saying they're outside dog dads. That's what I'm hearing. No, I think you can be an outside dog. Yeah. But I do think the dads that are Barnes and Noble dads that you love 
the, I, I would, they're just not, they're not going down the plywood aisle. They're going down those first three center aisle. They're like, Ooh, appliances. Put your, or, Ooh, stop like, pointing at me. Put your hands down, please. You're, you're, <laughs> you're being very oppressive with your body language. I wasn't going to do this. I try not to bring like my own personal business into the show. You know, I try not to make content out of my life. We know. We've learned very little about you in 10 years. (laughs) But I do have large plans this weekend to go to the land we're building on. And I have a machete picked out. Uh Uh-oh. And I'll be freaking swinging that thing (laughs) through the brush, chopping it down. Knock swinging his machete all over the land. I'm not going to do video now because you made it weird and you made it like a pervy thing. But I had originally planned on that. So, boo you get a machete at Home Depot? Yeah. You can't, and I know that because <laughs> I go to Home Depot. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, at first I was going to be like, you don't know that. But I was like, why would Jamie know about anything? I'm not a Home, Home Depot. Depot dad, it's for not sure. Okay, see, I was going to say um, Costco dads and gas station dads. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, One yeah, is yeah. like you go, you have to get a membership. Um, you like It's a whole experience. There's samples. You take your time. You're buying in bulk. Gas station dads are like, I just need to give you candy to shut you up for a minute. Or uh, we're running late. Can we eat dinner at a gas station? You know, it's yeah, like I'll pay $19 for this Thai food at this gas station. Exactly right. This hot dog that's been here for 20 years. Right, right. So I don't know. That doesn't, that's just my male perspective. And I don't know if that's (laughs) okay or not. I think you should start a third podcast called, uh, no, a fourth podcast called Male Perspective. (laughs) I love it. I think that's great. Jason, please write that down. Uh, We had another example we're going to talk about Bree.m. Jones. What's a niche pet peeve that actually doesn't affect you, but is so bothersome to you? Minor transitional lenses. That's so good. That's so niche and perfect in terms it, it of being is. annoyed by something. And you realize because Jason it is has annoying. transition lenses. It, it, it is annoying when the transitional lenses people come inside and they it takes a minute for their glasses to adjust. It's very frustrating. Jason, do you feel victimized by that comment and by Jamie's reaction to that comment? Jamie's reaction was fine. I feel victimized. Why would my glasses bother you? I guess no, that's, that's exact, the point. I guess it, that's it, exactly how it works. That is you actually said what time we, and time again, you don't even make eye contact. You're not even looking for the eyes to talk to somebody. That's true. Listen, mine, I was trying to think what mine were i wrote down three one hearing someone eat anything i just cannot stand anyone eating anything and then people who spell woe w-o-a-h when they do this on the internet i immediately want to dm them and go did you know you're wrong because you're wrong that's not how you spell i don't think i ever realized that's what they were doing i just thought that was a like a third word (laughs) like they were going whoa wow (laughs) and then any what's the other spelling it's it's the correct spelling which is w-h-o-a that's how you spell whoa yeah get those transitional lens moving faster maybe you know that i didn't realize and then and then my favorite is when my dad when someone calls my dad because he still answers every spam call that comes in Mm -hmm. and they you can hear like they're probably saying on the other end hi is this charles and he'll go this is he the answer is yes it's not this is he it's yes. Stop no, yes is too curt. That's too abrupt. I also say no. this is he. This is no. <laughs> your boy. This is well, thy boy. And that's weird because my dad is a Home Depot dad. So that's that's weird. I don't know how to explain how. I don't know. To be honest, I don't understand men. So that makes sense. Uh, okay. My I think mine is, um, I've, said, I've said this before. So this is, this is recycled content. But uh, when I sneeze and someone says, bless you. It's like, don't insert yourself into this experience. This is my issue. Why are you talking to me? You don't even mean that. They're just being nice. They're just trying to like. You're blessing me for sneezing? They're trying to keep the spirits out of your body. Why do you? That's what I'm doing. I'm sneezing them out. I don't need your help. Like, why is a sneeze the time to bless me? Bless you, Knox, for doing a good job. No. 
Leave no, bless me like in life when I'm not sneezing. That's a good time to give me a blessing. God, please, if you run into Knox publicly, please just go up to him and say, bless you and see how that. Goes. I will fight you on sight. It will go down <laughs> on sight. Also, if like I trip and fall and someone goes, oh, are you okay? It's like, no, I have a compound fracture, but now I have to engage with you about this. So unless you're going to reset my ankle, shut up and let me deal with my sneezing and my ankle. God, you really are. You do have some niche issues. Do you want yeah. some? Do you want some history on bless you? Yes, um, I do. It's from it's Black Plague. You're gonna like it. <gasps> Black Plague. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. So when one of the symptoms of the plague was coughing and sneezing, and Pope Gregory was like, "You need to say God bless you after a person sneezes, so that they won't die." Uh, spoiler: alert, Didn't work. Not a yeah, great look for the popery. You know, yeah, because that black, strategy didn't work. Because would you be, would you say it's fair to say that the Black Plague is your other Roman Empire? Uh, I mean, isn't it everybody's, it's it's a sickness that uh, killed basically the whole world. And they think that's why, uh, people have autoimmune because of the black plague probably nowadays. So yeah, yeah. Jamie, you're probably, you're probably neurodivergent because because of of the black plague. Okay. You can trace it back there. Right. Wow. So isn't that interesting and fun? That is interesting. Yes, it is actually. Yes. Uh, we also had, this isn't like, we don't have anything to comment on this. This is just GR Dawson said, do you think Jesse Plemons has already been cast as Alex Murdaugh? The South Carolina ginger murderer. Yeah, that's a great point. Listen, we have nothing to add. It's well, good. no, it's a twenty-year difference, twenty-year age difference. There's no way he's been cast. You don't think Jesse Plemons can get twenty years going real fast? <laughs> I know, but I just for the record, Bill Pullman is playing uh, Alex Murdaugh in the Lifetime movie that comes out October fourteenth. No, he's not. 100%. That's not. That's a terrible. And he looks idea. just like him. He looks just like him. They they paid for the man. This is the five hundredth Lifetime movie. If someone deal. had done B- Dead or Alive Bill Pullman, I would have guessed dead. It's because Bill Paxson is dead and we confused them. But I also thought Bill Pullman was because thought I thought – all the bills were dead. I just thought like, – I immediately thought, oh, man, we're not going to get any more Sinner. That's tough. Anyways, <laughs> and I just moved on real fast. <laughs> I did green light the Sinner. But just that first season. Just the first but one. he is the, in it. So. The second one where the kid's killing people? No. That's tough. Spoiler. <laughs> it's very tough. Very tough. But that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I think there's one more. Jamie, do you want to read the last one? Yeah. So it's Carry On Traveling wrote, is trying to pronounce someone's Instagram handle out loud, inevitably failing, and then roasting the person for having that handle out of frustration, Hmm. actually really good content? Interesting. Brutal. That feels perfect. Is this play about us? Like, (laughs) it feels like it is. I will say, I did go on to Carry On Traveling, which, by the way, is a great name for a travel planner because she is uh top-notch name also hat tip to carrie she just celebrated four years of marriage last month okay. and she has reworn her wedding dress like seven times in various scenarios and she looks amazing every single time so kudos what, to you, what is this I know. Did you just get bullied into being nice to her? I don't I know, understand I did. This. Well, I went into that feed to find some chaos. And what I found was she posts every eight weeks, which I, you're not going to build a business that way. Okay. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I did love that she was like wearing that wedding dress. Because I was like, wait, is this her Tiffany Haddish dress? And it is. But she looks amazing every time. Every time. So she just re- like she's like going to soccer. We'll link tonight. to it. We'll link to carry on traveling. You better go private, girl. Quit. But her wedding dress is stunning. It's stunning. I don't like this. That's not what I expected. I feel like you got bullied into being nice. It's weird. You've, you've made the energy weird. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's actually get to some of the QTNAs uh, for this episode. You want to go first, Jamie? Okay, my first one comes from S Swipe, who said, "What is the most iconic pop culture hat?" And listen, I was like, "Should we have done hats of pop culture?" Because that's a great question. Is, I yeah. wore a hat in my high school senior portrait. Because of an iconic pop culture hat, <laughs> which is Blossom. 
Blossoms, floppy, Gee, flower top, crusher hats. A hundred percent. I'll post it this week on social. I wear a beautiful flowy dress. It's got a heavy Bar- Barbara Walters filter on it. And oh. I'm looking off longingly in a hat with a flower on it. Are they like, it. ma'am, this looks like a fabric satellite. You cannot wear this in a picture. <laughs> what? Listen, I would be I would be hurt by that, but I do know how big my head is. And then, so I was thinking through some of my, I, I mean, because we could do the cliches. We could do Cat in the Hat. We could do Indiana Jones, his fedora, like obviously. But I want to, I just made a quick list of like hats that I remember, which I don't have a good memory. So, But these are the ones I wrote down. Aretha Franklin's 2009 inauguration hat. Okay. You remember that bow, Aaron? You remember that gray oh, bow? I remember that. Ah, hat. so good. Incredible. Uh, Princess Eugenie and Beatrice in their fascinators at Kate and Will's wedding. They looked like evil stepsisters from Cinderella, and Beatrice's looked like a Pikachu. Like verb, like they could use that in OBGYN college. You know what I mean? And then Monica Lewinsky's beret. Remember that? Right. That's a good shot. one. God, I love that one. And then just Ashton. And Brittany in trucker hats. Trucker hats. Do you ever yeah. wear a trucker hat? Do I look like a guy who wore a trucker hat? No, you look like a Barnes Noble dad. So no, for sure yeah. not. Oh, sorry. I like reading and, and wisdom. <laughs> what a burn. I'm such a dummy idiot. I should wear blossom hats now. Am I being gaslit? I don't understand what's happening right now. Absurd. Um, I thought uh, immediately, uh, full just full vulnerability and disclosure, I thought Red, uh, Fred Durst's red uh, uh, God, that's uh, New a York good hat. One. That's actually that's, a great. That's a great call. That's a great odd call. job uh, from James Bond. That's odd a good job. Hat. Uh, what a great henchman. Classic. Maybe top top ten henchman for top sure. T- top ten yeah, henchman. You're ready to say that right now. You, you, you feel that confident? That hat was amazing. There's a lot of henchmen out there. That's There's true. a lot of henchmen. Paddington, uh, the bear. Oh yeah, um, that he's red got a great hat. hat. But he's maybe really... did Paddington bring back bucket hats? I think he uh, might have. Uh, what's his name? Um, black, not black. Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow. He had a cool oh hat. the tricorn hat. It's just a pirate hat. That's probably not like that. That's but not he that made innovative. it work. He made that and eyeliner compa- combined powerful. He did. He did. Um, okay. My the, the first Q&A I saw that I wanted to answer was uh, this is actually from a show f- uh, friend of me, Catherine, who was at the Atlanta Live Show uh, with us. Uh, many people got to meet her and talk to her. She said, "You recently gave us a laundry list of fomances. Now, can you list ten celebrity couples you believe are truly in love?" Uh, and I thought this was a great question. I'm not going to do ten because that's too many. I, I when I was putting this list together, I thought. My my theory on, on couples and marriages and relationships is the more noise around them, the more likely they're going to split up, you know, because I feel like just like a relationship creates enough noise on its own. That's tough to manage and deal with. But right. then we have like hundreds of millions of people like talking about you and adding to the conversation. That's very difficult also. Uh, so I've got five really quick that I think okay. guaranteed to make it like I would bet on okay. this. Okay. okay? Uh, Jody Turner Smith and Josh Jackson. They're definitely going to make it. I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be funny, though, if it had been? They are divorcing. I mean, divorce is not funny. Divorce is not funny. Okay. But if if it has to be funny, and it was the first couple I guessed when I said they're definitely going to make it, and then they filed for divorce today, that would be a funny contest, That would actually be great. Yes. Uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. I feel very confident about this. I do. It's because he is not as hot as he used to be, but he has that charisma that's built in. He is not as so- hot as he used to be. That's a That's a – that's a spicy take. Listen, he's, he's very all, he's, all he's got to do is he could be Clark Kent and it's hat on, hat off. Like okay. once that hat comes off and he has those, it's like it's like that shadow of the hat is keeping that that lighting good. Okay, but when yeah. he takes it off, it's like oh, you have aged. You're lot. right. It's no blossom hat. It is no blossom hat, but it <laughs> is a exactly hat, right? right? Aaron, right. Do, do you think Tim McGraw's hot? Um, I think he's like weathered cowboy hot. That's fair. But he's That's... but isn't he like kind of a short king? Oh, is he? It's. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess 
Six one. I'm going to guess okay. six one. Six Not a short. What one. would you like to guess? I've looked it up. I would. I think he. I think I could like go eye to eye to him. I'm five seven. Okay. He is five ten. Really. Um, short okay, so king. I think it I won. is. Yeah, I think I barely won that. You did win. Did I? No, I, no. I think we tied. Actually, I'm. I'm great oh, at math. Okay. Yeah, he has a father who uh, they call Tug. How do you guys feel about that? Just like Ooh, straight up. No, Tug, no, 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 Tug no, no, no. McGraw? No. No, not McGraw. <laughs> Absolutely McGraw. not. Absolutely he's not. Played uh, MLB baseball. Uh, uh, so yeah, he's out there. Uh, but I, I feel like once they got over the scandal of them getting together, and they did It's Your Love, which is a, like a formative song for me in my childhood. Oh, um, now they're good so to go. So sexy. Uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, Ava Mendes. I just feel like Listen, I go. follow. I've started following her on Instagram, and she is just like, here's how I clean the dishes. Here's how, here's how I uh, curl my hair. And I'm like, has she just become the most fantastic, most gorgeous influencer ever? I think she has. She's amazing. I hope so. I, I called her Ava Menez. It's the E throws me off because I feel like it's a hezzy hey. It is e. Ava. Is it really? Her name is Ava. Yeah. It's pronounced Ava. God, that's, that's diabolical. It's literally. But I think it's about. because she is like E, it's A-A-E-O-U. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Sometimes Spanish. Why. Sometimes in why. espanol yep. is Eva. Yep. We're available in multiple languages now, uh, guys. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, Denzel and Pauletta Washington. Like, oh, my on. gosh. Yes. Lockdown, like, there's no way. Jams, he's so, he's so t- like, tired. He's like, yeah. what am I going to do? Try to yeah. hook up with her? somebody? Preposterous. No. Um, I, ha- I was going to put Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor, um, but I thought that's cheating because she's not going to be alive much longer. So like that feels no. like cheating my way to win on that one. And then lastly, Beth and Rip on Yellowstone. They're never breaking up. Even if Kevin Costner won't let that show ever happen, they're never breaking up. Is Back. Rip the guy, is Rip the like short one when that's a little tubby? Is that Rip? Wow. I, I'm not going to stand. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. I don't know. Uh, Listen, I don't know. I just know that there's a guy on there that, who? Cole Hauser. He's put on a little weight. That's him? Is that Rip? That is Rip That Wheeler. is Rip. Yeah. Rip. So he's just got, and maybe he just has a round face. Listen, I'm a fat person. It's fine. I can call other people. Chubby. He he just wears a lot of jackets, I think. He does. Oh, it's just layers. It's layers. You know what? He's working on that ranch. Okay? He doesn't have time Listen, to be fashionable. Beth will, all, Beth will always be the mean sister in Pride and Prejudice. Like, that's... So it's difficult for me to love her. Spoiler alert. Beth's the mean sister on Yellowstone. So, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's she got a type. A type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then five guaranteed to break up. Okay? So I gave you... Oh, that I Definitely aren't. These are Let's definitely going to break up. Jennifer okay. Lopez, Ben Affleck. Come on, yes, the layup. 100%. It's just happening. Chrissy Teigen, John Legend. Again, yes. come on, just pay attention. They Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. That's tough, but they are. Listen, There's just a lot Dax, of noise. Listen, Dax, Dax having a lot of problems right now. A lot of problems. Talk yeah. to Jonathan Van Ness. Yeah. Uh, if you make Jonathan Van Ness cry during an interview, you have gone astray as an interviewer. Did you, did you listen to that interview? I did. I actually did listen, I listen to the whole thing. That's the weirdest vibe. Of like where it started, where it ended, how it got to it, how they were miscommunicating with each other. It was with themselves. so strange. It was weird. It, it's it's a very if you if you like hate watching stuff or like feel, what, listening to uncomfortable things, I would recommend listening to it because it's very right. That's true. Uh, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, duh. Obviously, they're gonna break up. How Come on, be honest. Dare you? There's Come so on. many fifty year old white women right now that are like, yes, exactly. You either well, love America or you don't. You either love America pander. or you don't. I don't want to pander like the Boomer Karens. I, I'm just well, like I'm just trying to. Call it like I see it, you know. They hate Megan. They they love Kate. Why can't? Why does Kate have? Why is it when Megan wears it, it's a messy bun, but when Kate wears it, it's a chic updo. Uh, it's still a messy bun. I uh, th- when they're married for five more years, I'm gonna remember this. Write this down. Oh I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. No, down. listen, you can have five years. I'm saying I get, I get until they're dead. Until one of them is dead. <laughs> I. So you believe. don't think they'll die together in bed together, like in the Notebook? No, I. Do they, I don't think they die in the Notebook. Is that a spoiler? Because I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> 
time in it. What are you talking about? Oh, do they really have die? Have seen the notebook? We've done a cinema side piece on the notebook. Yes, they die at the end. I think I just thought like it was zoomed out and you were just left with like, she forgets sometimes. <laughs> you think they just move on and go to Publix and go to the senior center after? No. Okay. They, in my defense, the movie that doubled down on dementia, I didn't think they'd also be like, guess what? F you. They're dead too. Freaking idiot. You like he crawls movie? into the bed with her yeah. at the senior center, and they just die. They die, they, and they just that's die. They love each other. Yeah, yeah, they they like they give up together. They give up. I just. <laughs> well, I don't think that is was Jack it. Was, in there. I think it wasn't. We give up together. I think it's we go to heaven no, together. No, Jason is nodding. They like I think it was, give up their again, souls. I don't know that that's your ally. In this. I think he was I like, think... we give up together, and she's like, who are you? And then they're dead, and that's how it ends. I just but then, I don't no, know but then they go to heaven, and they know each other. They know, and they're back at that house. They know each other in the bed, and he's rowing a boat with the geese. We no, don't know they beautiful. go to heaven for sure. We don't yeah, know that. Or hell. Geese are in hell too. So don't Geese present. exclusively are in hell. Fact. hundred percent. Right. Uh, and then Belle and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And we end and like they're hot and it's cool. But I think it, there's a lot of misinterpreted uh, expectations. The last thing he wants to do is stay in the house forever and read books. That's the only thing she wants to do. That's right. Because again, she has no other options because she does her morning uh, mean song about everybody in the village. So she had to relocate. <laughs> I think he also realizes how mean she is. Yeah. He's like, you're meaner than me when I was cursed. That's right. I had a like, reason. why would I want to be with you? I was yeah. a Wolverine animal. <laughs> also, you had all the staff who were like candlesticks and stuff. And who knows what was said and done in front of them. And now <laughs> Belle didn't get the memo on that. So now Belle's like, oh my God, you saw me. Give myself an enema. The air has you know? been tainted. Wow. <laughs> Aaron, no one said you with that enema reference. Yeah, but we all reference. know. Like, no, we, we don't. All know. Yes, no, we, we don't. Do. I'm the only one that we've talked about on the show giving themselves an enema. <laughs> no, don't listen. Don't be so arrogant to think you're the only one in this recording that's giving themselves an enema. Everybody gives themselves an enema I all the time. I have never given myself an enema. Come on. <sighs> Was there a couple like growing up or like when you were younger that you're like, this couple's going to make it? And then they didn't. And it like shattered you for a minute. I think mine was Nicholas Shane and Jessica Simpson. I really thought that was it. Like they were. In, oh, I love that show. That was so. Let's see. I gotta think about it. Let's think. Hold on. Let me let me pray about it for ten minutes. I was really sad when Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams did mm. not get married. Mm-hmm. But I love Ava Mendez. And but I do think like they were so sexy. Remember when they when she ran and jumped and like. She did the bachelor ret the bachelor jump into yeah. like she straddle jumped him. Yeah, and, they and she was like, "Let's let's end this like our characters do, dying in bed uh, at the end of a sad movie." <laughs> so hot, so freaking hot. Yeah, it was really hot. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters, and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie. She's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. Y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them, and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable, and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman 
and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're all so predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. All right, Jamie, what's your second QTNA? Okay, my next one comes from Lizzie Stew Hill, who said, Do celebrities know it's a beach house movie, or are they so delusional that they think everything is award worthy? This is a great question, Lizzie. Here's what I'm going to tell you. They absolutely do know it's a beach house movie. And there are three reasons that I think people make beach house movies. The first is beach house money. You need money for a beach house. But I actually don't think that's it's not always a beach house. We just call it that. But I think a lot of celebrities just really like to spend money. I think the person who makes the most beach house movies 
second to probably only Adam Sandler is Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage, the crazy part is he does make some good movies mixed in with a lot of Beach House movies, but that's because he bought an octopus for 150 grand and he uh, owns two islands in the Bahamas. And he also spent a quarter million dollars on a dinosaur skull. So I'm just saying this is somebody who has to make more movies because also the IRS is always keeping an eye on him. Also living as a celebrity is expensive. I love the interview that Sydney Sweeney did with the Hollywood Reporter, she this was already after being on two hit shows, Euphoria and uh, The White Lotus. And she was, this is what she said. She goes, if I wanted to take a six month break, I don't have the income to cover that. Um, I The established stars get still get paid, but I have to give 5% to my lawyer, 10% to my agents, 3% or something like that to my business manager. I have to pay my publicist every month more than I pay my mortgage. What? And I know. Isn't that right? And so she does a lot of it because people were complaining that like, oh, she's not a real artist because she's doing all these ads for Glow Recipe on her Instagram. And she's like, no. She goes, if I just acted, I wouldn't be able to afford a life in Los Angeles. I take deals because I have to. So I think that's why you take a beach house movie. I also love, I always think back to uh, Frances McDormand, who was in a Transformers movie, which on paper does not make sense. Yeah. Right. But I think it's the lure of a chaotic director. And you're just like, I kind of want to live that experience with Michael Bay. Like what's happening? And she said this. she goes, no one asked me to do so, but I found myself sprinting full out for at least seven takes. I'm 53. I can only barely walk. That's the power of a Michael Bay set. I have a photo from that day and will mount it on my wall proudly like a wild beast head brought back from the time of the Raj. I think that's great because for like adults, like for adult men who like can't stop playing sports, they have like fantasy camps where like you can go pretend like you're a baseball player and like you wear the uniform and everything. And act like oh, really? you're awesome, and like they'll be like, so "Oh, like good job, buddy!" But for sports, yeah, but like they, yeah, but oh. I, see, I think they actually believe it though. With cosplay, it's like I'm I'm participating in this thing, and this is fun, and but I do oh, have boundaries so- on what I believe. With the the fantasy sports camp, like you think you're a great baseball player. Or so fantasy co- sports camps are more like uh, Civil War reenactment. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Unfortunately, right? it's yeah. tough. I yeah. also think, just finally, Lizzie, I think one reason you make – another reason you make a beach house movie is you're just the lure of a filming location. Matthew McConaughey is like, well, it's filming in Austin. Okay, I don't have to drive far. Okay, great. Or Julia Roberts and George Clooney who made Ticket to Paradise, a beach house movie. And they were like, we're going to be in a beautiful resort in Australia uh, during the winter. Yeah, let's go. This sounds great. Now, um, I do I do want to just clean up some of the notebook stuff. Evidently, there's an uh, a different <laughs> ending on some streamers. Like on Netflix, for example, which they right don't now, show Netflix. them dead in the bed. They just show it, oh. it's they show a quote a shot of seagulls flying across the lake, and it's meant don't, to. Did you not know that that's them as seagulls leaving to go to heaven? No, I just thought like this. I movie, like that you're like I saw the Netflix version. That's the only one I've ever seen. <laughs> this movie loves birds. <laughs> this movie freaking loves birds. So let's end with a bird shot. You know, know where your bread's buttered. You know what I mean? The, another question I got was. Um, the Dauntless Cat says, how do y'all feel about boy math and girl math? Is it accurate? Is it sexist? Is it just another TikTok gimmick to keep us on our phones watching videos till 2 a.m.? I'd I, I not, you know, I, I, I'm not on TikTok really, so I hadn't really gotten this. So I had to, I had to educate myself on this. Jamie, are you pretty well versed on uh, girl math and boy math? And do you agree like with their existences? I'm so well versed that during the live show weekend, I reposted because a, uh, a listener posted that her dad gave her a measuring tape, a metal measuring tape. And she, he's, she was like, I think he meant for me to use this for the house, but I'm using it to measure my friendship bracelets and how long they should be for the show. And Good. I wrote the note, girl math. And we got a DM from a listener and said, hey, that's not nice. Boys like bracelets too. And it was like, no, you don't get it. This is TikTok. 
It's okay. Yeah. Boys pretty, do like bracelets but, too. That is true. But yeah, yes. boys do like bracelets. But no, I'm very well versed in girl math and boy math, and I freaking love it. So, I love both of them. Yeah. I so I had to educate myself a little bit, and so I googled obviously, and the first search result I got, uh, it came from the website www.forbes.com, and I was like, <laughs> it said boy math and girl math explained, and I was just yeah. like, what Forbes? What are you doing here? This was like Adam Levine trying to lead a promise keepers group. It's like this, you're not qualified to do this. What are you speaking about, my man? Preposterous. But for best I could understand, both are memes about the ridiculous ways we try to justify the kind of spending we do, right? Like for so, girls, it seems like well, it, it, it seems about like impulse spending, but for 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 women, it, it's about minimizing how the impulse spending isn't that bad. And for men, it's about maximizing the purpose and importance of why I impulse spent on this thing. Does that feel fair? Almost. So girl okay. math is that. So girl math was a trend that started with a New Zealand radio show, Fletch Vaughn and Haley, how they justify large purchases. So that's how it came. And so girls started showing up. And I bet Aaron and I, de- well, I know Aaron and I definitely participate in girl math. Like my most obvious example of girl math is that I will spend another $30 on a website to save the $7 for shipping. And okay. I'm like, yeah, that's free money. Like I got to do that. That's good money management, right? Um, any money spent on my birthday, no matter how much it is, if it's five figures, it doesn't matter. That's doesn't an investment. Count. In my, yeah. That doesn't count. So girl math was like created by women to us all like joke about how ridiculous we are. Like anything under $5 is free. Anything paid with cash is free. Anything returned. And then if you return an item and you purchase a new item, free. Like everything is like that. And it was just fun for us. But then boys started coming in and being like, uh, women, they're the worst. They're so bad at managing their money. And so then women guys just came in and said that like that's just how they entered into the conversation. Yes. And women created boy math. Boys did not create boy math. Women created boy math. And so the boy math became boy math is raising three pit bulls instead of one child. Gotcha. Boy math is knowing 75% of your head is balding and still getting haircuts on the last 25%. Uh, boy, my favorite, boy math is wanting zero kids but having zero condoms on hand. And so it was a it was a, a pushback on you're trying to participate. It was it was the John B. Christ phenomenon, which is if you're gonna make fun of women, we're gonna tell everybody about how you sexually harass women. Like it was we're gonna take this back by okay. talking about how dumb you guys are about math. And so that's why I really loved it. Some people were really judgmental of it, but like to be honest, when I bought tickets for Aaron's birthday to go to Taylor Swift, by the time we went to Taylor Swift, that was a sunk cost. That's an economic term. That was a sunk cost. I wasn't worried about it anymore because I'd already spent that money. That was a free concert that we went to. You got that tickets was for Aaron money. And you to go to Taylor Swift? <laughs> We went to Taylor Swift. We when? sat on the first row of the lower bowl. We had the best time ever. I didn't we know that. We drank lavender lemonade. You should have brought that up before now. That's crazy. I'm sorry. Dude. I should have talked about it. You're right. I did see somewhere that like this is proof that because the memes were both done by women, that it proves that they're just as funny, if not funnier than men, which feels <gasps> like the kind of insane argument right. that happens on Twitter where it's just like, I don't know. I guess I thought women, I, did, don't we all feel like everyone's? Evenly funny? Like, does it have to be a gender thing? I, yeah, I, I don't know why. Well, because funny women are uh, angry and traumaed, and funny men are just funny. Yeah, I just if you if you think one gender has exclusivity on on humor, that's just the the it, smallest smallest peepee energy that could possibly exist in the world. <laughs> that's exactly right. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. That's, that's right. 
We have a few more uh, Q&As we want to get to. Uh, but Aaron, I know you saw um, some of the comments too. Like, did you see any that like struck a chord with you? Oh, I really did. So uh, this is from B. Hucka, which I, I like that username. Um, <laughs> this says, okay, so Narnia, right? In Prince Caspian, <laughs> the kids come back 1,300 years later. And yet there's no change in clothing style, no advances in weaponry, transportation, technology. Why? How? I need Greta Gerwig to address this in her remakes. Now, I, Greta, I know you're listening. You're a friend of the show. If you need someone to help you when you tackle Narnia, I, I submit myself as a consultant because I've thought about this. I really went hard in the paint on this. Um, I, think, I think we can go, listen, you're, we're looking at this through a capitalistic mindset, right? Mr. and Mrs. Beaver weren't poor. They were content. Now, mm. they didn't have a life that needed technological advancements. Everyone in Narnia lives a cozy, comfy life. They are comfortable. They're at ease. You know, Mr. Beaver wasn't <laughs> buying shares in Tesla because he's on X thinking about how he could be the next like Elon Musk rat. Elon Musk rat. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh, oh, my gosh. It. Okay. It. Okay. It's I'm not going to dwell on it. Mr. Tumnus isn't downloading Grinder so he can hook up with other satyrs. Like they probably have like a posting in his town, like a big, you know, a, a wooden pole that's like, do you want to hook up with this satyr? Yeah. Are you just, sure about it's on a wooden pole? Okay. So, so that's one. That feels okay, perfect. Listen, and then it's like phallic okay, and so, like it's symbolic. I love it. Thank you. Um, we've got lots of, and listen, I went back to the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. We've got lots of navigational advancements. Like the, the, Prince Caspian has begun to teach the Narnians how to be seafaring folk. And the Dawn Treader was the finest ship he had built yet. Okay. But then listen, we've got magic in Narnia. Okay. And magic makes lots of technological advancements unnecessary. Okay. Mm. Think about Harry Potter. Do you need a fancy security system at your house when you can just cast some spells to scare the bejesus out of intruders? Like you don't need that. The third law of science fiction from Arthur C. Clarke, obviously famous science fiction writer, is any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Okay. That's you true. don't, if you're in a magical society, you don't need a lot of technological advances. And listen, by the time we get to Prince Caspian, the world of Narnia, this is important. The world of Narnia has only existed, it, it's only been in existence for about 2,300 years. And they immediately, like right after the humanity begins to exist, they establish a monarchy, which is pretty dang advanced. Wow. Like we don't even have humans in our universe until billions of years. So like they are a very advanced society already. Like they're eons above us. Like we don't even, they have, they have, they discovered light like immediately. That's, I, that's impressive. I, well, and I think uh, humans, I want to feel, I, I want to, I think we moved to monarchy 146,000 years, roughly like after we yeah. showed up. So that's, I, I don't know the ratio, but that's a good ratio. Like they're, they're really, they, they are more advanced than we are. Their time is faster than ours. So, I mean, and listen, we, as a, as a concept, Narnia only exists for about 10,000 human years. So they're going at lightning pace. Well, do you think with all that technology then, why is Turkish delight so disgusting? Listen, we, you mm. know, when 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 uh, Edmund eats, sells his brothers and sisters out for, yeah. oh, I you know. you said he ate his brothers. No. I was like, oh my God, I read Here's a the different thing, Narnia. I've only ever read Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. I, you, you, could, you could say that happened really? to Caspian. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds good. And if oh. anyone was going to eat their siblings, it is Edmund. He would eat them. Yeah. I think it, wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess. The rest don't really have personalities. They're just like vaguely yeah. good, you know? But, they, but they, I mean, they all die really young, except for Susan. She gets out because she likes lipstick. So, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's very, 
it's just not a long, it's not a long line of history for them. So they, they get in there fast and then they're out. Then it's like the revelation happens and they're done. I do like the C.S. Lewis like, dog, I I did the wardrobe thing. You go into the closet and you're in a new land. What else do you need? You need like me to invent new technologies too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And plus like Lewis was like an anti-modernist. I mean, he wanted to return to the days before the war. He resisted modernity at every turn. Like he's, this is a guy who doesn't even want to build. When I went to see his house, like he doesn't even want to build stairs inside of his house. So he can go to the bathroom at night. He I, built them outside of his house. I find people that want to go back to an earlier time are always very reasonable. Yeah. And very advanced. Listen, I, I do like the idea of, of an Elon Muskrat like, uh, subsidizing the White Witch's <sighs> campaign. I'm really, and be like, let's make, I'm really let's make the world back to how it was again. You know? Is Elon Muskrat <laughs> in the Pickles universe? Like, <laughs> no, oh, absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. No? No. no. He no. took okay. Pickles' legs. You know, he took them. Oh, for parts. he is the villain oh. of the Pickles universe. Now I'm back in. Now I'm back in. On yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. We're in. I like that. I don't know if that was an errand of grievance. I don't know if that was, we'll see. We'll find it in the music. She, maybe. Wasn't, she wasn't really angry at Bihaka. She, because she would have no. said, suck a Bihaka, but she didn't. No, I don't. So I just, I want, I want Bihaka to, to understand, like, we should be asking the question, why are we needing so much technological advancement? The technological advancement that we have in our world mm. is only conditioning us to be more productive under a capital capitalistic societies because we are cogs in a machine. They, they're not cogs in Narnia. They're just That's living right. a cozy, comfy treehouse life. Yeah. We want that. We should With want that. With a disaffected messiah who shows up every that. now and then and maybe it'll be uh, cool yeah. and maybe exactly. he'll be cool. I like for a TikTok. While. I want to stay here. Everyone always asking be Hucka, but no one asking how Hucka, you know, especially with the capitalism. And that's what we're getting at, I think. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Jamie, do you want to do your next one? Okay, my next one comes from S. Karn Cross, who said, Should I get bangs? Should anyone <laughs> truly ever get bangs? What's so great about chopping your hair off when you have a life crisis and having your hair stuck to your forehead, highlighting your nervous sweat after climbing three flights of stairs? S. Karn Cross, this is a great question. Here's the thing. Here is where I'm going to say the trope of getting bangs instead of getting therapy is a very unfair simplification of the complexity of women. Okay? Knox turned 40 and he got a tattoo. No one was like, are you okay? Are you frail? Oh, except Jason did. Jason did ask him that. Thank yeah, you, Jason. I think you did so, too. I think everyone here made fun of me for it. So I don't know <laughs> if there's a good point here. No, it wasn't that we make fun. It was just so out of character. We were just not prepared. But... That's your choice. And the thing is, a tattoo is permanent. Bangs grow out. Now, when I posted my Halloween costume of Naja from What We Do in the Shadows, did you, have you ever seen that show? It's so good. The only few um, people have. Every, everyone told me that I needed bangs. But I have two cowlicks and a widow's peak. And that girl math don't math, right? Because that can't be my final destination. My friend Bree McCoy, friend of the show, came to our live show, was a guest on stage. She has iconic bangs. She actually cannot be without them. I've seen her without them. And I'm like, who is that? That's not a good person. So you have to consider face shape, jawline, hairline, the texture of your hair, the thickness of your hair. A lot of you with thin hair, y'all, you out there trying to get bangs. And then you're like, oh no, what happened? Why are they like this? Why are they, why are they so far apart? You just, listen, we can't all be Zoe Deschanel. We can't all marry a potato brother. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just have to be bangless. All right. Uh, another QT I've got this from Miss Brittany Ward. Uh, she said, why is Disney Pixar not doing crossover movies, i.e. Marvel style? Why is there a movie where Elsa, Anna, Kristoff, Rapunzel, Flynn must come together to battle a common enemy? Maximus and Sven hanging out. So she gives a lot, a lot of scenarios. Uh, but she says existing IP plus Easter eggs plus end credits equals movies and cash for days. This is a great question. And I've never thought about this. And I don't know why they haven't done this. I, I, I do remember, and I think Ralph Breaks the Internet, the sequel, sequel to uh, the Wreck-It Ralph uh, movie, they do have all the princesses together, like in a, right. I don't know if it's like a Dave and Buster's or something, like they're all just hanging out somewhere. Um, so it, I think it establishes that they do exist in the same universe. So this can happen. So there is permission now to do this. And I just think there are a lot of opportunities. I want to run through a couple and y'all tell me like which ones that you like and which ones you do not. Obviously there's the low hanging fruit, you know, like just for real simple babies. If like, they're like, Oh, how's this happen? I don't understand. You could do like Ariel and Hercules because Hercules son of Zeus. Uh, Ariel is the, I guess, granddaughter or great granddaughter of Poseidon. Because Triton's the son of Poseidon. I don't know if family yes. work, but you get what I'm saying. So there's like there's <laughs> Greek god <laughs> stuff, right? There's just be like, hey, hey, cousin, hey, great aunt or whatever. And then boom, hijinks ensue. Um, then I've got another one. Uh, so Cruella DeVille and Captain Hook, who are now a couple uh, in this world. Oh, they're and, sexy. And they're oh, progressive. So he's Captain Hook DeVille. He took her last name because that's like, that's how they get together. You know, um, yeah. they kidnap all the sidekick animal friends of the main characters. Um, so all the princesses and characters have to like Avengers assemble to get them back. Right. But like, that's not big enough. Like you need a big galvanizing issue. So I think what we do here now is go into a different Disney like IP and we go, remember in, uh, the last Jedi when Palpatine shows up and everyone's like, wait, how's he still around? Like, what's he been doing? Yeah. How's he still here? So dumb. I think we can solve that problem and be like, well, he's been eating all the Disney sidekick animals and subsisting off their youth. 
and excellence. And that's how he stayed alive. And I feel like that makes The Last Jedi not so terrible. Uh, and it gives them like an ally to fight against in Palpatine. So I feel like that could be fun. And then Poe Dameron can show up and, and Ky- Kylo Ren without a shirt. And then boom, like we've got everybody. Quas- Wait, quadrant. like Palpatine ate Jiminy Cricket? I mean, like, yeah, or sucked on him, uh, yeah, ate him, however, ew, I don't ew, know. Ew, ew, yeah. ew, I'm just oh saying, gosh. I'm just saying, I don't think you eat a cricket. I don't think like you chomp through a cricket. I think you just like, people eat crickets all the time. People eat crickets all the time. Yeah, I, I know, I know, Bill Nye the Science Guy, I understand that. But I'm saying like, in terms of the eating experience, I, I don't want to like tell people chocolate how they have to. crickets. You've never had a chocolate covered cricket. Jamie, no, I haven't had a chocolate. Had a chocolate I have never. No, nope, from my nope. male perspective, Aaron, though, Jamie, have you had a chocolate? I'm not. I'm not trying Aaron, to force people. Aaron loves to eat roadkill. Do you have you eaten a cricket? No, but Ben Moon has. Oh yeah, I that feels right. Get me from cricket to roadkill, Aaron, because it, Jamie said that and you didn't kill. rebuke that. Like you. Didn't oh, say I said that. Listen, I've stopped. She's the, anything she <laughs> can hit with your car. Listen, anything you can hit with your car on the way to a restaurant, Aaron has eaten rabbit. Yes or no? Yes. Duck. Yes. Uh, quail. Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. Those Anything are all eat? normal things that people eat, and lots of people eat crickets, oh, okay. too. Let's, Just, uh, let us know in the comments if you think all those things are normal. Yeah, for for the West are, Coast elites, though, you. I just want to clean this up. Aaron, you're not literally eating roadkill. You're just eating animals that could be roadkill. No, I'm eating animals that normal people the, in normal restaurants you, eat all the time. What do you think is the classically weirdest thing you've ever eaten? I don't eat weird stuff. God. Didn't oh, you, love, Aaron? I love when the three won't give in. Aaron, I hate uh, I mean, to, I I hate eat, to say I this. Eat, I, eat, I eat calf. Fries. Oh, calf fries. That's right. I was going to say, didn't you force the staff to eat cow testicle or bull testicles? There was no, there was no forcing. Well, there's peer pressure. Yeah. And I mean, I, there, I didn't force anybody. I said, do you want to eat calf fries? Yeah. Are you going to be a baby? I think what you said. And so are you going to be a baby? And I I was a baby and did not eat the calf fries. Well, I I think you're a baby. I am a baby. The last one. So this movie, it's kind of like yesterday. Remember that movie where the Beatles stopped existing and that one guy, uh, start playing music. And yeah, like, I love incredible. that movie. Okay, well, in this world, uh, Ariane Grandi, however we say her name now, she cl- she says, she's like, I'm not Ariana anymore, right? I'm Ariana right. Grandi. Right. And when she right. does that, it casts a dark spell in the world. And it makes it so that all the other two-syllable Annas, right? They're forced, oh, to go, no. they're, they're forced to go by Anna. So that means uh, we get Princess Anna, we get Tiana, and we get Moana. They all now it's Princess Anna, Tiana, and Moana, and they're like <laughs> not acceptable. So they join forces and they recruit Anna Kornikova, who's now Anna Kornikova. No, I think she always was Anna Kornikova. Anyway, let's just get no, Anna Kornikova Anna. in a movie. She's let's Anna. just get her. Let's get her in a movie and see what happens. Got it. And then, it. and then they also get Anna Ferris, who's now Anna Ferris, yes. and they fight together. And then they team up against the bad people, who is Ariane Grandy, uh, but also uh, Anna Kendrick, and also. Uh, the ghost of Anne Frank. I'm kidding on that last one. That's a joke. It's not the last one, but it's it's the Anna Kendrick and the Ariana Grandy. Uh, that one. So, in the PMG representation, Christiana would be a part of this. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. Let's get Christiana yeah. in there too. That would be uh, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Is it Indiana? <gasps> Indiana is her villain. Like they are now mortal enemies. I oh, love that. Yeah. I just in the in the movie's called uh, Anonymous. An- Anonymous. Anonymous. That's the name of the movie. What do you guys think about that? Listen, when you when you held the movie title, I think I was waiting for something else. But that is excellent. You did great work. Oh, wait. What about like, this is Bananas. Like, is that? Oh, there it is. No, don't, don't patronize Ananas. me. Ananas versus Scott Pilgrim. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. What's your next QTNA? Okay. My last one, it comes from Tyne Patrice, who says, Jamie B. Golden, is the Pikachu the whole or the Charlotte Airport? 
This is a great question. Good I do want to help Science Corner with Jamie, um, OBGYN Corner with Jamie. Um, just for the record, the Pikachu is the Volvo. Okay, if you know, you know. Hey, Jason, I'm Volvo. slacking you right now about this. Just like Stop make sure you got it. that open. Keep it all. Did you just I'm say trying Volvo? To be thoughtful. Like Volvo. Did. That's right. <laughs> like the car. I'm trying to be thoughtful of the baby ears that might okay. be listening. All right. So the I, didn't Pikachu, know if, I didn't know if I had to do a. <laughs> to you had to help me. On. You had to yeah, help me. Like, uh, throw up a graph. No, it's okay. Pikachu is the Volvo, which includes four components. First, the whole, i.e., nature's pocket, i.e., Edina, Minnesota, i.e., Bahin. Okay, so that's the whole. And then the Charlotte Airport is the doorbell. <sighs> you got to push the doorbell to get in the house. And then there are two splash guards. And just like college degrees, you have a major and a minor. Oh okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there are fanny flaps, if you will. So that's that's actually time, Patrice. I hope I've really painted a picture for you. If not, go look at uh, Princess Beatrice's hat that she wore to Kate and Will's wedding. And yeah. you, I, can, I can point on the hat where all the things are. Um, I'm glad we definitely kept that one that we just, that Jamie just talked about. Um, it needs to be in this episode. (laughs) So let's make sure we've got that. My last one is called Camille or is from Camille's underscore on underscore wheels, underscore a lot of underscores Camille's. (laughs) You know it. I know it. I don't know if we've commented on this before. Well, and the funny thing is, was Camille, there were, there's so many other Camille's on wheels that she had to really go that hard. She got to like wheels and she was like, dang it. I thought that was a surefire winner. (laughs) Oh, another underscore in there. Dang. Checkmate, other lovely. one. Do not make fun of her Instagram name. We're not allowed to do that. We have to say something nice oh, we're about not allowed to do that. on Travel Carrie Traveling says we're, says we're making bad content when we do that. So sorry, Carrie. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. She says, uh, not uh, on Over Underachievers episode recently, Knox suggested a list of 10 athletes that Taylor could date if it didn't work out with Travis Kelsey. Uh, number one, who are they and why? Number two, which celebrities? Well, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll get to. Uh, so um, I think there's an obvious question or there's an obvious answer here. Um, that if he was still playing, it would be Tom Brady. Post Giselle divorce, if he was still playing at a high level, that would be oh yeah, um, the that's reasonable a good, person. And they're like very hot. They would they, be very they would hot be very hot together. Yeah. Uh, but since he's not, um, Travis Kelsey is a choice, which I have some issues with. But we'll get there. I, instead of doing real like athletes now, um, uh, weirdly, a lot of the most famous and important ones that would be worth like that would be worth Taylor considering them. They're already wifed up or spoken for otherwise. So I'm going to go in the fictional realm. Okay. I'm going to oh, go fictional go. athletes that I would love to see Taylor Swift intersect with their timeline. Uh, the first one is uh, Tom Hanks as Jimmy Dugan, manager of the Rockford Peaches in League of Their Own. <laughs> I think it'd be incredible just to see her I love supporting Jimmy them. Dugan. Get comfortable with tobacco. Like, Ew. wouldn't it be great of just like watching him and how grotesque he is? And then you meet He's his so girlfriend or wife and you're like, I'm sorry, what is happening right now? That's Taylor yeah. Swift. Um, I thought Johnny Lawrence, uh, she'd be the perfect girlfriend compliment to Johnny Lawrence. <gasps> seeing her at the All-Valley Karate Championships, supporting Daniel LaRusso, uh, LaRusso even though um, he did execute an illegal crane kick. Um, well, and he to be fair, I do think Taylor has swept the leg of one Carly Kloss. So. Mm, I'm going to also do Peter LaFleur, the greatest dodgeball player ever, um, played by Double <laughs> V. Uh, she definitely could have been the Christine Taylor role uh, in Dodgeball, uh, yes, in a drug story. For sure. Um, and then I have a pitch like for like a, this isn't a sequel movie, but I, I, I would watch this. Uh, she's a young up and coming NASCAR driver who's out to beat the champ by any means necessary, sexy or otherwise. Is this an F1 movie? No, it's Talladega Nights 2, Shake and Bake It Off. And I feel like that would be <laughs> an incredible movie. But if you're not first, you're last. That's exactly, so perfect. Exactly. That's Taylor Swift's mantra. But if she really wanted to get into sports, I think there's two people she could consider. I think one has a girlfriend. The other, from what I understand on the internet does not, maybe Jason could chime in here. I think 
Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. If she really wants to light the world on fire for a minute. Okay, we're looking them up. She Lewis can be seen Hamilton with either of those people. is a British race car. Oh, he is very cute. He is cute. And he's British and he's 38. I like it. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. And then who was the other one? Max, Max Verstappen. Verstappen. I, I thought Max Verstappen. I, Absolutely. Jason. You are suggest is you are you suggesting this person is attractive? No, you that we're not suggesting that. Yeah, he's the best race car driver in the entire but planet. But isn't he a punk? He is 26 he's, from Belgium. I already know everything I need to know. He murdered a girlfriend in a, Italy, allegedly. Wow. 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 Big allegedly. Big allegedly. <laughs> you, I can tell that he is a Home Depot dad. I can tell. I don't think he, I think they bring a Home Depot to him when he wants a Home Depot. I don't think he goes into Home Depot by himself. That's anymore. fair. That's fair. You know, that's Max Verstappen. Um, so th- those are the fictional uh, athletes. I-, I would love to see. Listen, Taylor and Swift. I hope that everyone that came for me about talking about Taylor Swift and you suggested that I was angry at her or I hated her because I suggested she was brilliant in making a PR relationship. I hope now when you see her lined up with all of the cast of Deadpool three, including the director, yeah. and she has a cameo in that film, and then you remember that she released Midnight's on Thursday night football and that now this weekend, every stadium in the country, if you attended the Eras tour in real life at an NFL stadium, they sent you an email this week about going to see the movie. I hope you're all on board now with the truth and you can calm the F down. God. This is my favorite because this was one person who said, are you cool with Taylor? It feels like maybe you're not. <laughs> uh, and- <laughs> she said, I hate it. She said I hated Taylor. I got to bear witness. This was fun. This was good t- context on uh, the animosity. Um, okay. Well, that's our conversation on QTNAs. Um, I feel like we answered some really good questions. I like yeah, we're so made helpful. I love it. Yeah. Uh, if you thought some opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know at noxgmail.com slash 524. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? My red light this week is husbands. Okay. Hashtag not all husbands. Okay. If you're a husband and you're listening with your own free will to this podcast right now, I'm not talking about you. You are a delight. Okay. But I want to talk about three husbands this weekend that I want to red light. So the first is one of our volunteers kept stacking her eyeglasses with her reading glasses and she looked bananas. Okay. And she indicated to us that the reason she was doing that is she was sacrificing for the budget of the family. So I want to reach out to her husband who I know is listening. And I want you to intervene and withhold whatever husbands do that make wives happy and get her bifocals or contacts. I don't understand marriage. Stop eating gas station spaghetti and help her. Okay, second husband. The husband who came to our live show and sat in the balcony and watched ESPN for three hours straight on your cell phone. Now, to be clear, I do think it's lovely that you supported your life partner by attending something that she loves. But just know that by you phoning it in, literally, you created content for everyone around you. We received 14 pictures and videos of you watching ESPN the entire time. Now, we will not out you, but next time, I don't know, maybe pretend for the mother of your children that you sort of like a thing she likes. That would be nice. I just want to break in here. I want to know who you are because I would have liked some updates myself because I did encourage some people (laughs) to watch and let me know. So maybe this is one of the people that was like, hey, like loop me in on what's going on because it's a big, big night in football, you know? That's right. Well, and then finally, on Sunday, I did what everyone does before they leave Atlanta, Georgia, and I went to Ikea. And as my friends and I were walking out with our rib frames and our ICs, a couple was exiting ahead of us. And the woman was wearing a University of Tennessee hat. And my friend Katie is a diehard Tennessee fan. So she said to the back of this woman, go Vols, as you would. And the woman, without skipping a beat, said, go Vols. And then she turns to acknowledge her fellow fan. And she saw me. She stopped. She's a podcast listener. She's a BFOTS. We uh, recently made fun of her in an episode. Her husband said, yeah, you're sort of good. And it was very sweet. However, 
She said, hey, we didn't come to the live show last night because someone, and then she nods to her husband, someone made me pick between you guys and the Jonas Brothers. And she, uh, and he just shrugs. So red light to that. Red light to that. Why is he getting the red light? He said, hey, you have a choice. And she chose the Joe Bros. I don't know why he's the bad guy in that. She chose the Joe Bros. How dare you? He told her she could only choose one. I would say, you know what? I would, I would say, let's take accountability. Let's be so much better than the Joe Bros. We don't force a woman into that. We are better than the Joe Bros. I don't by that. I don't know. That's a rookie move by the husband. So it is a red light because what he should have done is said, I'll go with you to one of them, find someone else to go to the other one with. And she should have made sure she goes to both. We had a lot of people come solo. We had a beautiful solo travelers meetup. It was amazing. Like, yes. Okay, Knox, what's your red light? Uh, My red light is um, there's a uh, development underfoot right now where um, it looks like Brittany Mahomes, wife of Patrick Mahomes, uh, might be becoming really good friends with Taylor Swift. and She's not. <laughs> maybe Blake Lively and maybe Sophie Turner. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she is. And I just, I want us all, you know, we differ on a lot of things as, as a country, as a society, as a species. Uh, but I feel like this is my Bill Pullman, who is still alive moment, where I just want to rally everyone together and be like, we cannot allow Brittany Mahomes to become friends with Taylor Swift. Because that's like, it's like Frodo letting Gollum have the ring of power. It, this is already someone who's been corrupted by extreme fame. And now you want to give her access to the most famous musician in the world. We can't allow this. We don't know the consequences of such a thing. You think climate change is bad? Brittany Mahomes as a super, super famous person, that's even worse. That is an extinction why was, level of it. Why was Brittany in his suite, and Travis Kelsey's suite? Why was she not in Patrick's suite? I don't. I probably because Taylor Swift was in Taylor or Travis Kelsey's suite. That's true. There's probably wasn't anybody fun in the Mahomes. It was just Patrick Mahomes' weird brother. She right? probably did the old kid in the trench coat. You know, one kid on oh, top. We're not allowed like, to talk about the brother. We're not talking a lot. Oh about yeah. The you know what, oh you no, he's about. probably not allowed. To, he's not allowed at games anymore. He's definitely I think not. That's right. It was. It was on the road, so it was probably the the Chiefs' wives and girlfriends' suite. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, that's right. Oh, good call. Thank you for that. It was in New York. I mean, I don't care about sports, so but thank you for that. That (laughs) You're welcome. So in in Kansas City, they could Taylor could keep her away, but in in New York, she got lumped in. But they went to dinner too. I saw reports that they went to dinner together. Listen, the contract, the contract with the NFL will be over soon, and we will all get to go back to normal. I know, but I I just look forward to that. I just want this to be emphasized. Oh yeah, don't empower, don't empower Brittany Mahomes. Don't do it. Since we're here, I just uh, I I wanted to talk to Taylor directly because I know she listens. Thank you for your supportive DMs. Um, I just I, I want you to consider this. I want you to threaten to run for president because I was thinking about like just the effect she has. You know, like the. Um, she's just like a one person economy stimulus. Like she can move majorities of people anywhere. And I think she needs to use that for good. And I, I want her to say, guess what dummies I'm running for president and I'm going to win. Okay. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to campaign, but I'll just win because I will, unless both of you agree to nominate someone under 90 years old to be the president. <laughs> it's got to be 40 to 60. Don't care who it could be big bird for all I care. I don't care, but I will run and I will win unless you comply with this demand. And like, I would be supportive of that. Good. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Yeah. And it would be, and it would be awesome if uh, Taylor used her leverage for good. Oh, that hurts someone's feelings. The person that says, I hate Taylor. The one person but. who said, do you, I don't, I don't know if you like her. Will you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. What's your green light this week, Jamie? 
Okay, my green light this week is a book. So in our September SMK episode, I mentioned this book series by V.E. Schwab and that I mentioned that a new book was coming out and I was really hopeful that it would be good. And y'all, it is like top notch. I would argue it's even better than the original series, which I green light. So the original series is the Shades of Magic series. You can probably get all of those from your library. You don't even have to buy the books. It's really convenient. But this is an extension of that series. So I do think in order to fully enjoy this, you do have to read the original three books. But this is the fragile threads of power is this and it uh, it continues the universe seven years in the future. I can't tell you much about it because it would spoil things that happen in the original books. But here's what I want to tell you. It is a fantasy book. It she V.E. Schwab is one of the best world builders I've ever read in the fantasy genre. These characters are fantastic. She writes clever dialogue. She is a thorough like detail provider it's very immersive you get this magical london vibe you get magical objects and space travel and uh you get lots of twists and turns and flashbacks and there's more than one romance and it's just very good and it has a beautiful cliffhanger which i love a book with a cliffhanger knowing that there'll be more books to come so that's my green light it was perfect um okay my green light this week is a movie called uh dumb money uh i saw it in the theater the other night um, and I, uh, you know, obviously I, we were all kind of witnesses to the GameStop, um, ordeal and drama going on kind of, uh, during COVID, um, this movie, um, puts that into, uh, action and it does it with Paul Dano. It does it with Pete Davidson, does it with, um, uh, Shailene Woodley. It does, like, I thought the cast was really interesting and really well done. I've always kind of talked about a little bit of an allergy of like the not so distant past, being memorialized as a movie, um, as a cinematic experience. Uh, but I thought this kind of did it the right way. It didn't uh, intend to take it too seriously, but it did try to tell a story in a pretty clever way. I did think my one note on the movie was there's probably, they try to cram too much here and I'd like to spend a little bit more time with some people um, like the Seth Rogen character. I don't think I needed it. I think I got the point. So it was kind of distracting when he was there. It was some of the class warfare stuff that I, I wanted to see a little bit more of. Um, but, you know, this is probably the first movie I've ever seen use P. Davidson perfectly. It's exactly who he is. Oh, really? Yeah. It's ex- like it's the person he is. It's the kind of vibe he gives off. Um, they sh- They introduce you to him as a DoorDash driver who is eating the food that he's delivering. And I was like, boom, that's exactly who I think he is, you know, uh, and the rest of the depiction really follows suit. Uh, but it's a it's a nice tight movie. It's well done. Um, it's it's a throwback to one of those easy breezy action packed, but also tell, gives you a little bit of inspiration and hope uh, on something that actually happened. Uh, so it's in that medium ground of like, it's not um, it's not a comedy. It's not a horror movie, but it's also not a huge $300 billion uh, budget movie. It's just a nice kind of middle of the pack movie uh, in terms of budget wise. Uh, and I really enjoyed uh, seeing it last week. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And uh, before you go, remember anytime you're doing shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase these are affiliate link. If every item purchased using that link this week was, Jamie, this is just uh, a can or cans of DDP. Okay, so Diet Dr. Pepper is the official drink of the Birmingham office of the PMG. We love the DDP. So this has 3,000 global ratings 4.7 stars but my favorite review is a one-star review from nina and nina wrote john green was wrong i got these after listening to him his books are great so is his fight against tuberculosis these sodas are not dr pepper should sponsor him for the way he persuaded me to get this garbage all right you guys do not forget if you missed out on the live show in person or the live stream originally from austin 
we now have an edited, consolidated version that is still two hours. Madison has worked so hard on it, even adds flourishes its own set of comedy. You can go to knoxandjamie.com slash replay. The link is in the show notes. And you can snag that and then you would have it to keep forever. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Coy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.